Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Harden. I'm an NLP certified mindset coach, and I am on a mission to help you create your dream life from the inside out. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, you will hear thought-provoking stories and conversations that will shift the way you think, unlock new ideas, and inspire you to build your confidence, attract the right relationships, go after your dream career, and transform your life using the power of mindset. I hope you walk away from each episode not only believing that your biggest dreams are possible for you, but also equipped with the tools and the confidence so that you can stop holding yourself back and actually turn those dreams into a reality for you. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Create with Confidence podcast. This week I wanted to talk about friendship and the idea that the people you surround yourself with are either your cage or they help you to expand. Now, if you don't know, each week I send out a mindset makeover email newsletter and a couple of weeks ago I sent out an email that was actually on this topic and it really resonated with so many people. So I wanted to expand on it inside today's episode, but before we get into it, obviously if you wanted to get onto the list to receive those weekly emails, then you can head into the show notes into the description and I will put the link in there. It's obviously completely free. It's more of a way for me to share my thoughts around different topics like relationships, friendships, work, business, confidence, self-love, all the same things that we talk about here but in a shorter more written format or of like hmm what's my thoughts of the day and then I send them out each Monday to help kind of kickstart your week with a little bit of inspiration a little bit of motivation to go out there transform your mindset see things from a new perspective and absolutely kill it each week so if you are enjoying the new season of the podcast then I know you're going to love those emails so head over to the description pop your email in and then you will be on the list to get them but With that being said, the one that I sent out a couple of weeks ago was really all about being intentional with who you spend your time around. And you've probably heard the saying that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it is absolutely so true. Like attracts like. And I want you to think about your current social circles. I want you to think about your current friendship groups. Obviously, your work colleagues, your family members, they might fit into those five people. But sometimes we can't control who we spend our time with because we can't really, yes, of course, you can choose your job and you can choose to not spend time with your family, but sometimes they're just there, all right? So our friends, they're the people that we tend to spend our free time with. I want you to think about those people in particular. What is their mindset like? Are they ambitious? Do they have big dreams? Do they put in the work to grow as people? What are some of their daily habits? What do they spend their time doing? How do they make their money? How do they spend that money? How do they spend their time? How do they speak to themselves? How do they speak to other people? How do they speak to you? What are some of their best traits and what are some of their worst traits? And the last question I want to ask you is, with your journey, obviously if you're here listening to this podcast, you are on a personal development journey. You want to grow and expand. So is this friendship in alignment with who you want to be? So often we make friends with people because we're forced together. We either have shared experiences or similar interests. Our first friends typically are either family friends because both of your parents were friends or they're people that you met at school and so you're forced to spend your time with them. You're forced to spend six hours each day with them five days a week. Of course you're going to be friends. Like a lot of those friendships, a lot of the time those friendships, they aren't actually formed intentionally like you do as an adult. You don't look at them and go, oh, I think they're really cool. I love what they're doing. I want to be in their world. No, you become friends with them because you're forced to spend time together. And because you're spending so much time together, you start to get to know each other. And then from there, you become friends. 
Other times it might be because you have similar interests or you might become friends because they're your teammates or you've got the same hobbies or you might work at the same place. And then as you get older, it could be that you have the same dream career. You take the same classes, you go to uni together. They say that people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Most of these people that you make friends with for just that season of life that you're in. And then once you don't attend that same school, you don't play the same sports anymore, you don't have the same hobbies as them, that's when you start to fall out of contact and you realize maybe it was just a friendship out of convenience rather than someone you actually want to get to know and you actually want to spend your free time with. Other times, these people stay with you for a lifetime. Now, whether they should or not is a whole other story that we're going to dive into today. Because it's all good and well to have shared experiences or similar hobbies, but just because you've known someone for a really long time doesn't actually mean they're a great friend. And it doesn't mean that they are on the same path as you. It doesn't mean that they want to help you grow. And I see this happen all the time, especially when I was doing business coaching. Because one of the biggest barriers for people starting was that fear of judgment, especially from their family, but also from their friends. And this isn't obviously just apply to starting a business. It applies to all other aspects. We never want to feel like we're being judged. We always want to be accepted. We always want to be loved. And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about friendship and the people you surround yourself with. They're either going to be your cage and they hold you back or they're going to help you to expand. And there's two types of friends that I want to talk about today. Because when I say they're your cage, this is what I mean, okay? The first type of friend is the one who is pretty obvious about it, right? They're obviously a cage. They make the comments about, oh, it's really risky starting your own business. You shouldn't do that. You should just stay at your job. Maybe that's resonating with you. Family are like, oh no, like what are you going to do? You can't rely on us for your money. This type of friend is also the one maybe who's making fun of you behind your back. Maybe they're the ones telling you're a little bit delusional for having such big dreams. And I know that when this stuff happens, it actually can feel like a bit of a personal attack because it's obviously scary enough you already. All you want is someone to support you. But I want you to go back to, if you didn't listen to my episode last week, I spoke about projection, right? People project their own insecurities. Same thing. That's all they're doing. They're projecting their own insecurities onto you. And at the end of the day, like as weird as it may sound, but it is coming from a place of love. Unfortunately, it doesn't always come across that way because people go about it in a weird way, but people can only provide advice and support to the level at which they've experienced it. And to the level at which they've accepted themselves. So you'll find risk-averse people generally will try to encourage you to take more risks because they've experienced it. They know it's okay. And people who aren't are obviously going to be in the same boat. They haven't experienced it, so therefore they're scared and therefore they try and hold you back. And so if you're going against the grain, if you're doing something unknown to them, they're just trying to protect you. It comes from a place of love. And I've shared this example before in previous episodes, but it's relevant, so I'm going to share it again. In 2020, I moved to London and I lived over there for about a year. Now, most of my friends and family, they will thought that I was a bit delusional for doing it, but there was some part of me that was just like, ah, I'm just going to do it. Ah, it's just going to be fun. Do it for the plot. My friends and family, they weren't projecting their own insecurities, but for my other friend, she had a very different experience. And so I went over there. I lived my best life. Lol, it was all through COVID, so it wasn't really living my best life, but you get the point. Then I moved back home and I told my friends about the experience and one of my best friends, she was like, I want to do the same thing. I want to move. And so this all happened last year. So she decided I'm going to do it. And we were at her going away party and 
all of her friends at this going away party, it was like their last chance to try and convince her to stay or something. Rather than celebrating, it became like a Debbie Downer party. And all of her friends, apart from me, were trying to convince her not to do it. They were telling her, oh, it's so hard to find a job. Oh, what are you going to do if you don't find a house? Oh, I don't think you have enough money saved. All of this BS that she's going to be so lonely. What are they going to do? They were bringing up like all of these worst case scenarios. And there was only one person who wasn't. And that was me. And I obviously didn't realize that I was going in batting for her, but she says it was like, I was the only person. We spoke about it afterwards. I almost cried when she told me, cause she's like, I felt really ganged up on. And you were the only one there who was like, what? You're worried about that? It's fine. I was the one who was bringing up all the best case scenarios. And she really needed that in that moment. And the reason why is because I'd already done it. None of them had. None of them would because they were all too scared. You could tell they were too scared. That's why they were projecting their own insecurities. I wasn't scared. I knew she would be fine. So I had no reason to try and convince her not to go because I knew how amazing it would be for her. And so, of course, I would want her to go. I would want her to experience that if that's what she wanted. But they were all too scared. And so they found evidence to support their own beliefs. And it was all so they didn't have to face their fears. And it was so they didn't have to look at themselves and go, oh, all my friends are moving overseas and they're doing all these amazing things and I'm not. When people around you are doing things that you're too scared to do, it makes you reflect internally and question why you're not where you want to be. And they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to hold up the mirror and look at themselves. And at the end of the day, they were all so scared of losing their friend. She was moving away. She was growing. She was changing. And so they didn't have their security blanket anymore. And they were afraid of being alone and feeling behind. It's so much easier to pull someone back down to your level than it is to actually put in the work and grow yourself. Because if you can convince them to stay already where you are, then you get to stay comfortable. You don't have to grow. But in that, that's what I mean when I say they're your cage because they're holding you back from growing. And that's why it's so important to be mindful of who you listen to and who you take advice from. Because if they're not where you want to be, remember that their advice and their opinions are probably just a projection of their own insecurities and probably a projection of their own fears. I had another friend I'll never forget this. She's my best friend. We talk about it all the time. And this conversation, I want to say, happened maybe five or six years ago. We've been friends since we were like 10 years old, okay? We've gone through many different life changes together. We've grown apart, come back together, all of that kind of stuff. And we were talking about our goals and our dreams one time. And she told me her biggest goal in life right now and what she was saving towards was buying a house. And she couldn't understand why that wasn't my biggest dream. And I said to her, I want to travel to one new country every year for the rest of my life. That's my biggest goal is to explore the world. And she was like, what? Like you should have safety. You should have security. And it was very telling about what our fears were. I didn't want to be caged, obviously. I wanted to explore the world. I wanted to see. I didn't want to have that, A, humongous debt for buying a house in a place that I hadn't, didn't know if that's where I wanted to be. I didn't want to feel trapped in one space. I wanted freedom. And I've spoken about freedom a lot. It was a word for the year when I moved out into my own apartment. And for her, her biggest insecurity was not having stability, not having safety. And so I often find, you know, that really interesting because in that moment, she could have been my cage. If I had have listened to her and been like, oh, you're right. Like I should follow the traditional path the way that she had been conditioned. But instead, I got to open up her 
mind to a whole new way of seeing. I said to her, why would I want to buy a house? I haven't explored everywhere in the world yet. How do I know that this is where I actually want to live? And this is where I want to put my roots down. I don't know that because I haven't explored everywhere. And now since then, we've been on so many different trips together. And she's decided recently, she told me, Tay, guess what? I've changed my big life goal. I've changed my big plan. I'm like, oh, okay, what is it? And she's like, I don't want to buy a house right now. I want to explore the world. And so I was really excited for her because that's the type of friendship that you want to have. You should be able to, like, just because somebody is telling you all of these things doesn't actually mean that you have to tear them down and throw your friendship away with them. It should be something that you can talk about and you can grow. And sometimes your life experience actually opens the possibility up for them. Because like I said, it all comes back down to experience. They didn't have access to anyone who had that journey so they could feel like, oh, okay, it's safe. Whereas now, because I told my friend that I want to travel the world and I moved overseas and I've done all these other things since, that's opened up the world for her. And for my other friend, Zoe, and all of her friends that were at this party together, because they then had access to my journey and they've now had access to Zoe's journey, some of them have moved overseas too. Some of them haven't and she's had to unfortunately say goodbye to the friendship because it's probably not aligned with her. But that's the best part about friendship is you get to choose who you want to be around. And when you can surround yourself with people who actually expand and who help you grow, because to those friends, Zoe was the expander. She helped them expand. And sometimes it's a give and take. That's what friendship is. Okay. And so that's the first type of friendship that you need to be really mindful of. But those types of friendships, they can grow and you can become the expander for them. And then the friendship's fine. Sometimes you need to be a little bit ahead and your friends will follow you through the door. Other times they're not going to. And they're the second type of friend that I want to talk about. These are the ones that you know you've outgrown because you've grown up together. Maybe it's the type of friend that you went to high school with or whatever. You know, we've spoken about those, but you've probably known them for a really long time or you're part of the same bigger friendship group. You're part of the same social circle. And because of that, you actually feel obligated to remain friends with them, even though deep down, I've probably outgrown this friendship. We're probably not aligned in our big goals and our big dreams, and we're never going to be on the same page. They're never going to follow me through that door. And so if I hang around them, I'm going to have to stay with them, or it's just going to cause conflict. Now, I was talking to my dad about his friendship group recently, and it's a perfect example of this, and so I want to share the story with you. But their friendship group is so dysfunctional. Like, I've never heard of more dysfunctional friendship group in my life, okay? Most of them, if not all, are alcoholics. And so their social situations all revolve around alcohol. They're either going to the pub a couple of times a week or they're having a barbecue and everyone's getting drunk on the weekend. You know, every weekend or every week they see each other. They see each other so much. And I think that's also part of the problem. But because they are all around each other so much and alcohol is always involved, this one's not talking to that one. These two had a fight. There's just drama always. And for a while, my dad was trying to give up smoking and he wanted to reduce how much alcohol he was drinking. And typically for him and for other people, the more you drink, the more you smoke. And so he wanted to try and reduce both of those things. And in came all the comments from his friendship group because he started to either not hang around them as much or when he was with them, he wasn't smoking as much. He wasn't drinking and they were trying to convince him to do it. And when he would say, no, this is why, all the comments came in, you think you're better than us, you've changed, you're boring now. They all ganged up on him and they tried to use the peer pressure to get him to stay doing what they're all doing. And obviously these people are all projecting their own insecurities. They all know deep down they have a problem because if they didn't, it wouldn't have bothered them that he didn't want to smoke or that he didn't drink alcohol. That, it wouldn't be a problem, 
okay? But more to the point, they had fundamental habits that were just no longer aligned with my dad's higher self and his biggest goals and his biggest dreams. And so these groups of friends are so much harder to fight against because it's obviously not just one-to-one. Suddenly you can't spend time with them because you don't have anything in common with them anymore. Everything that they did revolved around alcohol. If my dad's not drinking alcohol, what else are they going to do? And realizing that you've outgrown your friends is actually really hard because a lot of the time you've been friends with them for a really long time. And so when you pull away, you start to feel alone. It gets lonely. You have to make new friends. That's scary. You have everything in common with these people. It's so much easier to just stay around with them. And no one wants to be lonely. No one wants to feel alone. And you're putting in all of this work and you're seeing how life-changing it can be and you love your friends. You've known them for so long, you want them to experience that same thing as well. And what happens with this, and that's why there's conflict that often comes, is because you know how life-changing it can be. And so we always want the best for our friends. And so you want them to experience that as well. You try to encourage them to grow with you. You see their potential. You get a taste and you want them to have it too. But at some point, you have to accept that these types of friends, they're not put on this earth to grow into their potential. They were put here to remind you what it looks like if you don't grow into yours. And the more you do this inner work to transform your mindset, the more your inner world changes and grows, the more important it is to be really intentional about those five people, you know, the average of the five people. It's so important to make sure that those five people are helping your outer world and your inner world grow rather than hold you back and keep you caged. Have you ever noticed poor people rarely have rich friends? Rich friends rarely have poor friends. Single people most oftentimes have other single friends. Married people have a lot of other married friends, okay? Lack attracts lack. And when you look at people's social circles, when you look at their relationships and their friendships, it's really clear that as a society and in general, obviously there's exceptions to the rules, but in general, people are either going to shrink or grow to suit their environment. So one of the most important things you can do to help yourself on this journey is to be really intentional with your time. Start to get into the social spheres of people who have the life you want. Not only is that going to show you that it's actually completely possible for you, but it's also going to motivate you to keep going on the really hard days. And it's going to challenge you to keep going when you don't want to, because nobody likes to be left behind. And so if your biggest goal this year is to attract your dream partner, then put yourself in a place that your dream partner is going to hang out. Try to meet other couples who have the relationship you want. And stop hanging around your friends who have terrible relationships. And stop taking dating advice from friends who keep attracting losers. If your biggest goal this year is to make more money or maybe you want to get a promotion or you want to finally start your business, then put yourself in a position to meet people who make more money than you. Start to attend those conferences where they're at. Network online. Stop hanging around people who can't keep a job. Stop hanging around the same friends who are always complaining about their dead-end job but never do anything else about it either. If your biggest goal this year is to look after yourself more, maybe you want to get healthier physically, mentally, whatever, then maybe start putting yourself in situations with other people who want the same thing. Start to be around people who have overcome those same struggles that you've had and use their story as your survival guide on the days where it's really hard. And stop hanging around the same friends who A, talk badly about themselves, who B, neglect their health, and see who keep falling into the same bad habits that you're trying to escape. You get to choose who gets access to you. 
You get to choose what life you want to live. And I'm not saying you have to completely get rid of these friendships either, but you don't need to spend all your time around them. You don't need to always say yes when they want to spend time with you. Because your energy flows where your attention goes. If you're spending all your time around people who aren't aligned with your highest goals, then you're never going to get there. Or it's going to be so much harder for you to ever reach your goals because you're dragging dead weight along with you. You're climbing up a mountain that's hard enough on its own. You don't need to be dragging dead weight with you. Let it go. Put down the load. Because the moment you accept that you're the reason you're not quite where you want to be, and that it's going to be so much harder if you keep trying to carry the dead weight, that's the moment you get to choose to do something different. That's the moment that you get to choose that you are going to break out of that cage. And instead, you can spend your time and energy around people who are actually going to help you expand. They're going to help you reach your potential. They're going to be the people who are climbing up that mountain with you, who are pushing you along, who are encouraging you to keep going. Or maybe they're already halfway up and they're yelling down at you, saying, you can do it. We're so proud of you. Here's a rope. We'll pull you up. And I know that making friends as an adult can be really freaking hard and really daunting and really scary because it feels like everyone's already got their friendship group and you're the odd one out here. But I promise you, finding friends that are on the same path as you and who are so ambitious and have big dreams, that is going to be such a game changer for you on this journey. And I know that making friends as an adult can be really hard, especially when you are so ambitious, you have big dreams and dreams that aren't traditional as well. And so that's why I am, I'll give you a little little sneak peek as to what I'm working on, but I am wanting to build out something that's going to help you with this. And it's still in its early planning stages, but I want to create something like a mindset meetup is what I'm going to call it. But the aim is to help remove that barrier to entry of making friends as an adult. I want to create a safe space so that we can all come, we can all connect with like-minded people. You know, the aim is that if you want to rewrite your mindset, if you're on a similar journey, you have similar goals, similar interests, I want you to come. I want us to all have fun. We're going to make friends and go from there. But I'm thinking along the lines of like book exchanges, beach swim, meditation mornings, weekend retreats, all that kind of stuff. So like I said, it's still those early planning stages. But if this is something that you might be interested in being a part of, if you're in Melbourne or you're just in Australia, who knows, we might go We might go global one day, but for now, I'm thinking of still keeping it in Melbourne or maybe Australia. Who knows, depending on who's interested. But I will add a link in the show notes. So if you're interested in being a part of it, please express your interest in there and then you will be one of the first people to know when it's launching and what's happening so you can stay updated that way. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure you rate, review, send me a DM with your thoughts. It really does mean the world when I do hear your thoughts and when I do get your DMs and when I'm reading all the reviews. So thank you so much again for being here and I will speak to you next week. Bye-bye.